0: Hi you're listening to another Tom in his podcast brought to you in association with Arts Award Voice. This podcast is an interview with Josh Savage who is a musician and it is done with the Arts Award content editor Flossie who is lovely. Um Josh is Flossie's friend and they have a lot of history together um singing in choirs and so forth. So it felt sensible to have her conducting the interview a bit more than me. Um, please do stick around after the podcast because I have some really exciting news. Um, yes, but I will save that for then. So enjoy the interview. There's some strong language, not really, I don't think. Um, it depends on your sensibilities, but otherwise, enjoy it. Uh. Right, hello, um, you're listening to a Tom and his podcast um, in association with Arts Award Voice and I am in Flossie's flat, so <laughs> Flossie is here, and we are joined by musician Josh Savage. Hello. 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 Um, Tom and his podcast is actually going to be taken by Flossie today. She will be doing the interviewing. Um, Josh and Flossie are old-time friends, bezzy mates, uh, so to speak, so um, I figured it would be best to just leave the sort of organic conversation to those two. Um, but of all well, Josh, could you give a short introduction as to who you are, what you do, where you're from, etc? Uh
1: well I'm a solo artist and uh so I write my own songs and I, I write string arrangements for my gigs and stuff like that. And uh yeah, I'm I'm originally I, I grew up in Paris and then I moved to Winchester. And uh I've just been pretty much touring the whole time and gigging a lot with my string tree or band or my
0: own. Cool. Thank you. Um, Flossie, I know mm-hmm. you've prepared some questions. <laughs> Would you like um, to get them up?
2: Yeah, well, we have uh, a lot to catch up on, I think. It's been nine years. We knew each other originally because um, we were in a choir together. And so what, I mean, what has been going on in these past nine years?
1: Well, um, well I, I did uh, I did a degree in, in music at York and um, I was in a band there called Taming the Savage. Which is, uh, it's a bit of a crack name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kind of a joke on my last name but we had like 2 days to choose a, a name so <laughs> we went for that and um so I d- yeah I did uh, I gig loads of them and um then I graduated and I focused on my uh, solo career and I've literally just been touring all over the place and uh uh yeah pretty much
2: did you always want to be a musician?
1: Um, no, but it was kind of more of a hobby thing, but as soon as I um graduated I I'd, I'd, I decided I wanted to do a tour. That's just something I wanted to tick off the list. And uh um I had a great res- reception from it, so I've just been carrying on ever since
2: really. And is it true that you arranged the whole tour yourself? Yeah. So we have lots of uh, young people will, who read the website and who will hopefully be listening to this podcast. That would be amazing if you could give them advice about how do you become a successful young musician and how do you arrange things like that?
1: Well, um, there's loads of um, kind of platforms that can help you out. So, for example, I booked my tour by joining the Unsigned Guide, um, which costs about 30 quid a year, but it's worth every single penny because it gives you a list of contacts of venues of um uh promoters and festivals and stuff like that. So I, I if you're dedicated enough to do it, um then you can you can pretty much do anything you want. So for example I I took two weeks two weeks out of work and uh emailed about six hundred people asking oh to do Oh my gosh. And uh booked my own tour from that and uh and uh yeah that's pretty much what I've been doing ever <laughs> since and that was last year.
0: So um, what is the financial cost of like? that? You emailed 600 people seeing if they would take mm. your gig, um, did you have to pay for every venue?
1: No, you, I, I never have to pay myself, okay. um, more the other way around actually, because uh, the, the hard thing is is getting gigs in areas that people don't know about you. So I kind of gigged for free, and um, but I'd, I'd be selling CDs so, so that kind of help covering my expenses. And um, last thing, if if you're paying for to play gigs, you're kind of doing it the r- wrong way around completely. Yeah. You should be earning stuff, or at least doing it for free or for expenses, something like that. You, un- unless like the only, I think the only situation you'd be you'd have to pay to do gigs is if you're like supporting really big acts. Sometimes it has to pay, but I'm not even sure if that's the best way to go about it.
2: You've you've supported some really big acts as well, haven't yeah. you? So it's Rizzle Kicks, Rizzle Rizzle Kicks, Rizzle
1: Light, and uh, this guy called Benjamin Francis (laughs) Lettowich.
0: Oh, dumb. Oh, my gosh. I do know him, yeah. Oh, wow. How did you get involved with all of
1: those? Just kind of being in the right place place at the wrong time. (laughs) Right place at the right right time. And um, just kind of, last thing, I've I've been gigging so much, and by doing that, I've made sure I'm at the right place at the right time. And... um, just uh just kind of recommendations and things like that really it's just as long as you're kind of keeping keeping going powering through things kind of come out of it
2: awesome that's amazing
0: sorry
2: um, <laughs> um well we we were in a choir together which was kind of more classical music how was that influenced i mean uh, has that had any influence on
1: well yeah definitely um if i didn't do that i wouldn't have had any vocal training that i i have today and so i've I, I'd I'd say primarily I'm a singer and um so I've got from the classical training I've got quite good control over my voice and um I guess that um the classical music also um influenced me to like, kind of do stuff with strings as well mm-hmm. and um writing the string parts and everything.
2: Where did you find the people who play um
1: were doing by studying music, I kind of knew loads of string players through that. And if you know one string player they can like they they know loads because they do orchestras and stuff like yeah. that. So they they recommend me players, and if people like your songs and they don't seem to mind playing. So what what I did for my first tour is because cause I wasn't actually getting paid for the gigs. It was really hard finding someone to be there for the whole time. So I had I had the odd uh, people who did the whole tour, but I wanted to play with a string trio, and uh, so what I sometimes did was um, print out the scores and give it to. A, uh, someone I've not met before, but he was recommended to me, and uh, we just had have a quick run through before the sound check. and Played it on the night, and <laughs> that was it, really.
0: Oh my god! We <laughs> yeah. were out on the night. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I, I've I've not had any disasters so far, so and I've played with like like dozens of different string players now.
0: Fantastic. Um, w- what? Benefit? Do you think there is to doing the tour, or has there been any significant benefits from doing the tour, other than obviously working with lots of fantastic people? Has there been mm. um, more intrinsic benefits? Do you feel that you, as a person, of
1: well, well, yeah. If if you don't tour, you don't. No one's going to hear your music because um, people aren't going to find out about you. And uh, well, there's there's two routes to do it. Really, you can either um, do YouTube covers and do that kind of route. Or you can tour and gig as much as possible because you're playing to new faces, and so that's gonna help build your momentum. And um, but or you can do both, but doing both is quite impossible. I'm I'm trying to do both, but uh, it's really time consuming.
0: Okay. Um, so other than music playing, what do you do? I like. Are you in employment as well, or is this yeah? Well, you um, kind of have
1: to be at the beginning, yeah, because. Um, uh, you're not going to get paid for for a while anyway and um, I'm I'm only just starting to get gigs that are getting expenses covered so um, I I work part time at a school with kids with special needs and it's brilliant actually because it's a flexible job where I can start work with a day's notice and so I can tour and then go back to work straight away so I still have a job when I go back home.
2: Fantastic. Mm. That's completely ideal. Yeah. Very good
0: situation. And you
1: get to go to Thorpe Park sometimes. You get paid. For wow! Oh my wow. gosh! That's a the, that then, is yeah. the dream. I think. <laughs> I don't want to go to Thorpe park. Oh, park. I've only ever been once. I've Whoa! Been... Yeah, I know. I'm not from around the here.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Originally, am I, so. Oh,
2: yeah. Well, M- my mum used to be obsessed with theme parks, and so we used to go every weekend. So <laughs> 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 we knew everyone's names to get free Slash puppies. Anyway, back to things. <laughs> <laughs> So, what other influences um, are there
1: on your music? You're um, good question. Really, um, it's it's tough because when I write my songs, I don't try to sound like anyone in particular. It's, I think it's more subconscious. I listen to music all the time, and um, and uh, so if, if when I'm writing songs, it's, it's whatever comes to my head. It's not like I want to sound this like this guy. But what I listen to, to a lot at the moment is um, is. Uh, called half moon run and um it's uh i I tend to listen to new music basically people uh people that are kind of unknown and um but i think what's got me into this kind of genre is probably ben howard Mm. because i always had the idea of doing acoustic stuff with strings but i never really knew of many people who did and then i discovered ben howard and he's got a cello player, and I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of the route I want to go, yeah. go for.
2: How do you even, like, how do you even begin to write a song? I can't imagine just sitting down, like, okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to create this now.
1: Uh, well, I I tend to do the lyrics last, which makes it a lot harder, actually, but I've, I tend to just kind of jam the guitar or the piano and just bang out chords and kind of build a structure through it and just sing whatever comes to mind.
2: But do you think oh oh! I'm, this is just like I've just broken up with this girl I'm going to write a song about this specific topic and then or does the song kind of come out and you're like oh that would fit with this theme
1: um, well it depends really like some, sometimes songs can literally just flow through you Yeah. And literally it just comes out in like 10 minutes otherwise so, some literally it, take, it takes months of kind of stewing and playing it again kind of just seeing if any words come up so Then you have to. That's the thing. Like writing songs, you you get ninety percent of it done, um, uh, really really quickly, but it's that last ten percent that takes ninety percent of the time.
0: Wow. Um, I want to talk a bit about the industry of music. Yeah. Um, obviously you're just starting up, but is your music available anywhere like Spotify or yeah. iTunes and so forth? Mm. How do you feel about those? um Mediums, because there's a lot of controversy at the minute about how Spotify is paying its um yeah. artists and whether or not it's really worthwhile or if it's exploitative.
1: I yeah, well, that, that, that's the thing. My my friends tried to work out that if they played, because I've got a Spotify premium account, which is absolutely amazing. It lets me discover new music. Uh, really, it their slogan, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, discover new exactly, music. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but my friends tried to work out that if they, if they played my music every single second of the day of the month um if i'd earn enough to kind of pay for their spotify (laughs) account uh we we were gonna work out if that was possible then but then i think he he worked out that i'd only earn about a fiver for that
2: oh my god even if it's on repeat
1: for the whole month i don't oh my god i'd only earn a fiver for it and a membership's about ten quid a month. <laughs> oh. Okay, so but, um, but the thing, but yeah, last thing it's it doesn't help um, funding the music. But Spotify is such a good um, platform to get yourself discovered, and so and it's the same with iTunes too. Like for example, iTunes isn't the most cost efficient um, thing to sell your music because they take quite a big cut. They take about forty percent of the sales and there's a th- another um means called um uh, bandcamp okay and great, that great. And that um that only takes 15% but the thing is people didn't really start listening to my music until they found out it was on iTunes it was on Bandcamp ages uh, before that but because it was on iTunes it's a it's um what's the word it's a bit more
0: recognised
1: recognised yeah mm. so people are oh okay he's taking it seriously
2: yeah. yeah it seems more legit i yeah think. exactly exactly yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, So, do you feel that those are more beneficial than detrimental by having music? Yeah,
1: well, to be honest, no one really buys music anyway at the moment, so it's you get most of the money from touring, and um, the thing is, people tend to buy CDs only if it's a physical copy and, and if they want a signature. Mm. Otherwise, not many people tend to be that fuss, really, because yeah. everyone just kind of streams it or um, downloads it illegally, really. It's, it's the way the industry is changing. I'm not sure. Well, I was thinking we're in that kind of limbo that yeah. like it could go either way, mm. and I I don't know, I don't know really <laughs> what's going
0: on, what honest. do you think would swing? Because you say at the moment, what do you think could swing it back round to um, have people purchasing physical copies?
1: Um, I think kind of reinventing the kind of CD format. So, for example. Um, you're like kind of having a, a specific artwork or something like that that you couldn't get anywhere else mm-hmm. or there's i, I don't know there's, there's an idea that there's like 3d printing now these days you could maybe make the most of that somehow and make make it more special and something physical mm. instead of something you can oh, just download such a cool idea. But
2: do like, you think it's going to be lots of people doing like one of you know, like Beyonce releasing her music mm. secretly and making it all videos and things like that. It's going to be lots of people trying to do something completely wacky and different every mm. single time, yeah. That'll be really hard, I think.
1: Yeah, but that's the thing, it's always changing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, and um, it goes for everything, really. And uh, like for example, photography, like even films and stuff like that, people just don't tend to pay for these things anymore.
0: Well, no, we've gone through so many different platforms for films nowadays it's been like in the last 15 years maybe 20 years it's been video dvd blu-ray and now streaming as well Mm. it's just like really fast paced do you feel sometimes that it's difficult to keep up with current music and how the music is changing
1: um what is in kind of the style of music or the the, star- industry the style of side? music
0: in the actual industry itself? Like, um, record labels are beginning to have less of an impact, yeah. or less influence. Do you feel for that?
1: Well, well, I'm I'm always like up to date with it. All. Otherwise, I wouldn't <laughs> be where I am now. But um, um, I I I don't know. Like, I'm. It's it probably is for the best, though, to be honest. Because these days, you can, you can yeah like you said the record labels they're, they're not really that important anymore and you can you can actually build a career independently whereas p- before you couldn't you, you're literally banking on getting that record deal and that's it and so it's it's kind of better in that aspect because it shows it kind of picks out the people who are really dedicated and really believe in what they do and those that are kind of half-heartedly doing it mm-hmm.
0: and uh, yeah but um, on is there more risk then that perhaps people will continue for longer under the belief that they are like good musicians? Or do you think that people will still like come to realise that they're either going to make it or they're not going to
1: make it? Um, I don't know really, because I think being a good musician isn't um, enough anymore, you need to to be excellent and and even even that sometimes isn't enough, you need to it's it's also who you know as well as, as how good you are, and um, and I've I've got loads of friends who are absolutely amazing, uh, other musicians and, um, uh, but you just kind of need that big break and um, I've got I've got other friends who um, uh, so, so there's like kind of those TV shows like X Factor and yeah. stuff like that so that's a means you can do it but um, it's kind of it's, a, it's kind of frowned upon because it's it's almost like cheating really. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, some people can see it that way, but I've got a friend who's on the voice at the moment, and uh, she's uh, she got through, and uh, that's the thing. Like her kind of social media media like kind of spiraled out of control because of it, and I, I think completely good on her because um, it's just, it's just so hard.
0: Yeah. So any means to get noticed now is kind of. Ex- yeah, and
1: I think X Factor is rubbish, but the voice. Is <laughs> <laughs> Voice but is, an X Factor had Luke right. Friend.
2: I thought he was all right. Ah. Well, like X Factor had Luke Friend, <clears throat> and he's a well, he so he's a. I see. I stopped watching it, then I started living with my sister again, and she loves it. And he's a singer songwriter, and um, I think yeah, young guy, and somehow he managed to kind of keep, you know, the essence of him and, mm. and his own twist on things. I think throughout it. So I don't know. Yeah. I was thinking
1: in in the industry, everyone's gonna see oh that's a guy from x-factor and he's never gonna be able to detach himself from that so yeah short term it might help him but in the long term it won't and if i do music i want to make sure it's in the long term not
0: yeah, yeah. A short thing and Then you have to do like some kind of miley cyrus break of character yeah associate <laughs> yeah. from disney or whatever yeah josh yeah. you don't want to see twerking <laughs> <laughs> well, i don't know i'm sure there'll be some on the website who'd yeah. quite like yeah. to see twerking <laughs>
2: Sorry, I don't didn't mean to. Offend. It was really great. It was really great It's a good at. thing
0: we didn't get the video camera. Yeah, out. yeah. yeah. they still tired. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're not gonna you're not willing to twerk for your career. You could stick his
2: tongue out. I think
0: that's good. Yeah, that sticking tongue out. And she shaved her head as well, as
2: she. Yeah, he's I don't know. All.
0: I don't know what's going on with that one. Bless her. Um, what were we talking about? Um, yeah, how like. In your career, have you got a manager? Or are you signed to a record label, or are you still no, remaining independent?
1: I've had I've had a few offers from record labels and management, and uh, I, I was actually recently on a, a free trial with a manager, but it didn't work out in the end. And I uh, think it's these days getting signed to a management agency or a label isn't really that difficult, but it's what that can actually do for you. Mm and so all the offers i've had really have not really i, I n- haven't found them that um I, I i didn't feel they would help me at this stage just yet and um also it's it's hard cuz you don't want to commit to someone and then possibly um, lose out on a better yeah, the deal big later be round the corner and i i've just started uh, really i've just been doing it for a year or so now so it's still really early days, and I still kind of want to get these EPs out because I've got an EP coming out on the seventh of April, and just see kind of what what happens with it, with that. And then I've got a French one coming out too in summer, so I just want to get these out and then maybe see mm. what comes out of it.
0: Are you bilingual then? Yeah. That's yeah, I went so to so cool. uh,
1: yeah, cause I grew up in Paris and went to French school.
0: Mm. But you're English.
1: Yeah, English? both my parents English.
0: That is so cool. I'd love to be able to speak another language. Um, sell your EPs. Just saying, I've got an EP coming out. What's the date? What's the title? How much and can also be how, how do you even yeah. do that if you've
2: done that on your own? How, how, do you, how do you make that happen?
1: Well, you write the songs first. And then, <laughs> um, well, I, I, I released a debut EP uh, last year, which I partly recorded in my room. And, um, and part of the drum bits in the studio. And then got someone to mix it, and um, but for this one, I wanted it to be more band based, so I did it in the um, studio in Clitheroe for three tracks. And two weeks ago, I finished the last track with um, a producer called uh, Julian Simmons, who, who's worked with their children and people like that.
0: Wow!
2: And,
1: uh, his son, and such a good job on it like, I can't wait to release it, I, don't, I can't wait till April it's <laughs> killing me
0: details, details, what is
1: it? so it's it's called Space's EP and um, it's coming out on the 7th of April on iTunes, Spotify and uh, physical CDs and everything and uh, actually yeah if you're about it, the EP launch is uh, on the 5th of April at the Spice of Life in Soho
2: wow, yeah, we should put that as an opportunity on World yes, life, an event
0: is it yeah. open? For everyone to yeah, just of turn course. up, yeah, cool. We'll make yeah, good way. that you yes. checked. Everyone, come on, <laughs> everyone, come on down. Oh no, wait, right, you're not <laughs> allowed in. You're bad. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to see you now. No, he's no, he's no, a, I, no he's I do. Rich. Everyone, come down. Okay, cool. The spice of Life at Soho, fifth of April. Mm-hmm. Um, was um, oh my god, words are failing me. Sorry, Flossie, can you jump in? <laughs>
2: um, so when, with your most recent gigs, are you allowed? You were singing really excited for April to do that those songs. Can you already perform those songs now? Are you performing them now, or do you, are you waiting until you EP no, comes I'm, out? No, I'm
1: performing them now, yeah.
2: And how can you? Do you like? Can you tell the reaction from the crowd, and does that inform like what songs you put on the EP yeah, and things yeah, like that? Yeah, it really
1: does actually. Like um, um, th- the lead track of the EP, kind of decided to have that one um, as a single because um, uh, I was, I was just. Um, it was at a gig in Winchester and everyone was talking really loudly and he started playing the song and by the end of the song everyone's just dead quiet and that's when you know, okay, that's the, that's <laughs> wow. them,
2: that's
1: the big one <laughs> mm.
0: so, um, why would you, um, sorry the difference between an EP and an album is obviously that there's a lot more work that goes into an album but, yeah, there's um, more songs more songs, yeah. but do, is there album plans in the works?
1: um yeah one day, but um financially it's kind of impossible at the moment, so I'm thinking if I get an app, um, an album out, that'll probably be through a record label or well you can self fund it now as well with um those Kickstarter, yeah. things yeah. Yeah. so that's that's something I'm uh keeping an eye out on, but that won't be until next year at least.
0: 2015 is the year of maybe George. the year, we'll of, the savage, yes. <laughs> the
2: year <laughs> of the savage <laughs> <laughs> mm. cool
0: um you've also lent a track or allowed um the arts world voice podcast to use a track mm. and because Flossie has mentioned two titles, I cannot remember which Horace one it was. Is yeah. it Horace yeah. Guys, yeah. I kept calling it
2: hurricanes. So yeah, I just kept calling it Hurricane. <laughs> that's
0: one. That's, that's why I like, <laughs> Is another one. <laughs> I'm um, sorry. This is off the old EP, isn't it? No, it's is coming this up on the new one? one. It's the third track of the new one. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Okay. um, Yeah, thank you, first of all, for letting voice right. use that. Um, Why... What was it about? Wow. Not really. <laughs> wow,
1: that's got quite a story to it, actually. Um, <laughs> it's a girl I met on the slag and drag night. The in, in slag
0: and drag
2: night? What is that? Yeah. Wait, I'm worried about <laughs> our list <sister> age. So <laughs> no, no, no. We're, we're cutting
1: bits out. We've okay, cut, good. Okay, okay then cheese, give us all is, the it's, gory details. Uh, basically, it's um, <laughs> a no. so York student night where um, all the guys have to dress in drag and the girls have to dress quite slutty. And, uh, it's, uh, it's a girl I kind of hooked up with that evening school <laughs> in, a, in a dress <laughs> and, um, It's those legs. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> She's in the tights too, pink tights. Um, anyway, uh, so, and I, I took quite a, a big fancy to, and I invited her out for lunch the next day, um, after my gig, I uh, guess I would I would like a l- an afternoon gig and, um, she believes in horoscopes, quite, uh, quite religiously, and um, it said that morning on her horoscope um, that uh, someone wearing black will lead you astray. At like the gig, I wore black, so she went for lunch anyway. But after that's the last I heard of her.
2: No, so but of course your horoscope is coming true if you like let, be like, oh no, it's just going to happen. Yeah, that's terrible. Where oh. was she reading
0: these horoscopes? Was it just in like the mail or something like that? I don't know. I don't read them. Right. <laughs> okay. I did
2: have one that was really scary accurate one time.
0: Did
2: you? Yeah. One time, my horoscope said you will go to New York in August, and I was like, I'm never gonna go to New York. I never go abroad. It's never gonna happen. Went home. My dad was like, so, so. Really. So, just saying, what, one time it happened.
0: Once <laughs> hmm. <laughs> <laughs> out of yeah. how many? Oh yeah, I yeah. Know. I mean, they're rubbish. <laughs> 365 days <I'm> <laughs> a year for the last 24 years. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Okay, so so on a Slack and drag night, you basically hooked up with a girl who then <laughs> ditched you because you wore black. Yeah, and wrote a song about it. Yeah, musicians. How do you? Yeah. yeah.
2: How do you pick the song order for your albums? Mm. For EPs,
1: it's a tough one. That one, um, I only just kind of I've been rearranging it the whole time. Um, uh, well, the, the fourth. or well, I don't know. Your, the single's always going to be the first one. And the second one was going to be, um, well, now it's Lost in Paris, which is the one I did with um, Ed or one of Ed Sheeran's producers. And it was, um, but that was going to be the fourth one until I recorded it. And it's absolutely amazing. So <laughs> it would be stupid to put it up fourth because if you put it on fourth, no one's really going to listen to it. Well, not everyone's going to listen to it cause mm-hmm. some people just listen to like the first two tracks and that's it. So you need to make sure those first two tracks are your best tracks. And my best track is probably the fourth one, Mountains and Hurricanes. But I've already released that. And so people know about it already. Mm-hmm. So by putting it as the fourth track, hopefully people will wait Please. until then. But uh, yeah, I don't know, it depends really. But um, it's, it's called Spaces, the EP, because it's got kind of that theme running through it one way or another, like for example, Horoscopes is about, well, it's space. Pretty much, uh, um, your your lips. That's um, kind of it's kind of about giving someone space and kind of um, moving on and for working out what you want to do. Um, where the other ones? Lost in Paris is kind of. Um, was, it, was it? Yeah, it's just kind of when you're in that, it's Lost in Paris is kind of about pursuing what you really want to do and if it all ends up going completely the wrong way then just find um, someone completely new and start again so for example for me that would be Paris but for someone else it might be a completely different city altogether. Best thing, but follow your dreams and it's not the end of the world if you don't um, make it because as long as you enjoy the journey that's the main thing and so the space related to that is kind of uh, what I'm doing at the moment is the fact I've I've kind, of, I've kind of got time to think, but I'm not thinking of time passing by. I'm kind of doing what I really want to do. Did that even make sense? Yeah, um, I like
2: that. That was about like a motivational talk in a way. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, then
1: Mountains and Hurricanes is about giving someone space to kind of sort themselves out. But if it doesn't work out, then I'll be there to help them out.
2: <laughs> That's very lovely. Yeah.
0: Um. There's so many ways you can take this conversation. Um. You mentioned about how people probably won't listen to the third and the fourth track as mm. much, as, uh, possibly due to attention span. Maybe who knows? Yeah. Um. Do you think that that in some ways presents the case for not releasing an album anymore?
1: Yeah, partly because most people tend to listen to singles, really, these days. Um, but an album is definitely a project I'd like to do because um, it's just something you have to do. Really. It's just something I <laughs> want to uses, yeah. tick off the list. And also, you can write albums that have got a theme running through it the whole, whole way through. And that's definitely something I want to do at some point. But financially, it's not really uh, feasible at the moment. But um, But yeah, singles tends to be what most people do at the moment because um it's cheaper to do and um not not, yeah people don't tend to listen to albums anymore just like the singles of an album that's it
0: and with the um previous message of following your dreams Mm. where what are your dreams what is the end goal um at what point can you sit back and go do you know what i'm yeah I did it I did it I did it mum where um, (laughs) I'm
1: what yeah what is that point for you I don't know to be honest I'm I don't I don't really have an end goal I've got I've got kind of this vague one where I'm giving uh, the music a try and the the dream would be to just earn a living from doing from doing that performing music and writing songs um but I, think, yeah, I don't really have a clear end goal because as long as you enjoy the journey that's the main thing and yeah like you said it's like I gave it a try and if it doesn't work out then at least I tried that's the main thing mm. because most people they, they don't tend to follow their dreams because they're scared of failing and that's literally what Lost in Paris is about I've got this bit which says try again, fail better because we all fail at some point in our, in our lives and it's by failing that you kind of learn that Um,
2: so is that the advice that you would give to young people wanting to be yeah like just give it a go and
1: enjoy the journey that's the main thing because if you're you're not going to try you're kind of failing already because you're never you're always going to have that in the back of your mind telling you oh I should have given it a go and
0: that's the thing you shouldn't be scared to try you know, you're just producing amazing sound bites. Yeah. The um, yeah. interview section of the other podcast. Yeah. Um, it's just like um, have that in there, that in there. Um, I might just keep
2: it for myself and like when I'm having bad a days. <laughs> yeah. Follow dream. your dreams. Follow your dreams. Well, see if you have any more questions. Um. No. Or not in a bad way. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Let me Check my list. Check it. your list. I'm checking it. Twice what are I your feel? dreams. What are my dreams? Mm. Mm. Well, this isn't about me, guys. Uh. Who your inferences, blah, 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 Yeah, we've done them all. Oh, yeah, we've done them all. Well, my dreams. My dreams are to... I want to work in children's theatre, ultimately. Mm. Um, But generally, I would be really happy just working with young people and the arts. But I kind of feel like children's theatre is, like, quite my mission, mm. because everyone doesn't really take it as seriously as I think that they should. I kind of like to write a book. What about? Um, I'd quite like to write a. Book. I don't know where I'm going. Um, I like kind like to write a fiction book about the year I was unemployed.
1: All right.
2: Um, yeah. D- doesn't sound like a hoot, but in my head, it's really good. <laughs> you would love it. Was the year
0: good? No, the year was absolutely
2: no. terrible. That's kind of why I want to write a book about it. Um, because I think I don't know. I, in my head, it's kind of like you know, girls meets London and me and. You know the TV program? Uh, one of
0: those ones where they like, go to New York to have their acting career and you know, it takes off. I don't know because well, I didn't. Ones,
2: I don't know. I don't know. It would just be about being in London and what it's been like being a young graduate and how difficult it is, which mm. I think we probably both know because we're so much older than you. Yes, thank you. Me especially. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's yeah. Are my dreams.
0: Twenty-five next year.
2: Huh? Twenty-five next year. Oh, I've had this all day. Oh. <laughs> Can't use my so anymore.
0: Sad times indeed. I've got another five years.
2: You know, I got. You know, I just had my fake birthday over the weekend, see my family, and two of my presents were anti-aging cream. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So depressing.
0: You Wheel know, we'll vouchers next, and then it's just like. I I
1: had a girlfriend who was uh, three years older than me. And uh, I got
2: a walking stick for her. No. Uh, and there so it's there's we the were, relationship. But yeah. we were thinking, Obviously, you added yeah, to that. <laughs> we thought you were all sensitive with your yeah. like, songs It's like oh, I got my girlfriend walking stick. At least you remembered. St- yeah. That's nice.
0: Yeah, if you'd have forgotten and then just like, oh, I'll be straight back. I've just got the present in the car or something. He's a <laughs> stick. Then that would probably disappeared somewhere.
2: Um. <laughs> oh, actually, I do have one question to ask. Um Our theme for next month is rural art, so it's how you know how people influence you know lots of artists go to the countryside and writers I think especially and are mm. influenced by nature and all that kind of stuff, but also about how do you access the arts if you don't live in big major cities and I mean, I know you live near quite a big city, but mm. you, obviously you're in London at the moment to do gigs and things like that so how do you has it affected you not being in the capital or?
1: um well yeah, well I'm I'm not always in the capital. I'm I'm like staying in Winchester half the time as well. And um yeah, that's the thing there's there's not much going on in Winchester at all. There's there's one music venue. That's it's a good one. It's really it's really well known too, it's called the Railway Inn. But um but I think London really is the the place to be and um it's yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to I'll take It's rural. rural forward from there.
0: But yeah. but every time you say Winchester, it's I'm just it's, yeah. thinking of the Dead. It's
1: just... But I, I've been told Bristol is really good too. Bristol's meant to have an amazing
0: mm. music scene. And it's so much cheaper to live there. So. And
2: it's so nice as well. Yeah, Banksy just likes it.
0: Battered mm-hmm. by the storms though, Oh, yeah. Mm. The whole
2: country. I think we're sinking pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I'm in top flat, so I'm fine.
0: Yeah. Well, ground mean. four of flat, so... Oh, yeah.
2: You <laughs> can come stay here. Oh, you. We'll have to get over all the hoarding, but... <laughs> you yeah, can't really hide in that. You
0: have got an, You've got a lot an amazing amount of stuff. Yeah. Um, Josh, I think that is all of the questions we have, and we have actually kept you for nearly 40 minutes oh, just talking. Sorry. Um, Enjoyed it. Plug everything you have oh, yeah. your Twitter your Facebook all of your EPs go this well, is your moment <laughs> to shine and sell. I've, I've
1: got the debut EP that's already on iTunes and then there's the English one that's coming out at the Spaces EP in, on the 7th of April um, all the s- social media um, uh, links are on my website joshsavagemusic.com and there's gig listings on there and everything so
0: just head to the website head to the website <laughs> Josh Savage Music Joshsavagemusic.com words are my tool um, <laughs> oh no wait i do have one more question is there a difference between uh, your music f- um in english and your music in french cuz i assume you're singing in french yeah. is there like a difference in recording and writing process between the two
1: or stylistic uh, well, re- uh the recordings different it's just done with uh, different people but the the, the genre is pretty much more or less the same it's got it's got a few more choirs in it though but it's got it's got strings and it's got trumpets too and it's, it's a bit more experimental really and it's the Frenchy piece um influenced by the book the little
0: prince
2: oh my gosh this sounds like my dream <laughs> 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 choirs and children's literature my dream winning
0: yeah. so you've got one fan
2: <laughs> oh yeah, actually have you started to get fans and fan mail and stuff like that i have yeah but what's like the funniest slash best things you've got
1: um well recently i, I got someone who drew, drew a picture of me oh i saw got someone from portugal um but i think the funniest fan mail i got was someone from india who um who really likes my song mountains and hurricanes and uh he was like kind of asking what it's about and uh uh, I I don't tend to say what my songs are about because I prefer people to have their own interpretations of my songs. So I didn't tell him, but uh, he, he decided to tell me what he thought it was about
2: anyway. <laughs> and he can be, he can have been more wrong, <laughs> but I thought it was
1: brilliant anyway. Like he um, he kind of he made it quite sensual actually about this woman who lived far away and how he really loved her and stuff like that. But really, it's about my sister. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, on oh. that note And on that
0: note We'll say thank you Josh <laughs> um, Thank you for, also, for taking part In this interview as well Please do go and visit God words <laughs> Amazing Please do go and visit JoshSavageMusic.com Buy his EP Come down to The um... EP P- launch Yes Come to the EP Fifth launch of 5th of April At
1: Spice of Life
0: Spice of Life Soho Soho, Soho. Yes <laughs> So do all of those things And we'll say thank you to Josh Cheers! Thank Thank you. You very much. <laughs> Hello again, that was the interview with Josh Savage, who is charming. Um, yes, the news, the news. I know you've been on tensor hooks for the last 40 minutes, but the news is that Arts Award Voice now has its own podcast, which is long overdue. This interview was actually conducted primarily for the um, interview section of this new podcast and within that podcast you can also listen to one of Josh's new songs. It's called Horoscopes and it's really, really good. He um of course you know all about horoscopes because you've just listened to it in t- in the interview, but you can hear the whole thing if you log on to iTunes or go on to artsawardvoice.com and search for the Arts Award Voice podcast. Now subscribe to that or download it or listen to it online and you'll hear the whole song as well as a lot of other really titillating and exciting discussion regarding the arts and sort of just a general nice conversation as on the whole. Um, Flossie was also a part of that so you get to hear more of her lovely, slightly echoey voice, which is marvelous. Uh, if not a little bit annoying i don't know why the echo's there anyway i'm rambling um subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already give it five stars on itunes and then go straight over to arts world voice podcast and subscribe and listen to it enjoy it love it give it five stars a really friendly comment then go on to artsworldvoice.com and get involved with the arts community there thanks for listening and until next time goodbye